when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It's Monday, January 4th, and you're listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 368. I'm your host, Rob Zachney, and today I'm joined by Gita Jackson. Hello, I'm Gita. And Ricardo Contreras. Yo, how's it going? Uh, not too bad. Slack is down. Uh, it's basically a snow day. Uh, yeah. we, are, we, we are currently writing messages in bottles to one another and then tossing them into the Atlantic current and hoping mm-hmm. that it travels between Boston and New York uh, so we can continue to work together as a team. Patrick is out of luck, uh, but he will turn messages over to friendly steamboatmen and the message will re- messages will reach us uh, that way once they once they travel down yes. to New Orleans. And uh, Listen, make their way the around. It's the second city, you know? They got to get a way to get shit from over there to over here. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, first city they're, they're where not, I live. <laughs> they're not in the middle of nowhere. Uh, they've, got, yeah. they've got steamboats and railroads and, and everything. That was a reasonable place to have a major economic hub at the time that that city was founded. Yeah. Uh, you know? and, and it will be again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Also, congratulations uh, to all of Chicago, uh, the eight and eight Chicago Bears, playoff bound, uh, the Super Bowl dream like a still mistake? alive. Wow! Uh, what? Yeah, yeah, you know, Gita, it actually that it's funny. Uh, that probably does sound like a mistake. That might sound yeah. a little weird. How does a five hundred team uh, make the playoffs, especially when we had like ten and six teams not making the playoffs? And the answer is the Bears are in a very bad conference. And all the good teams are in one half of the league, and all the bad teams are in the other. Um, So it's just going to suck a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Playoffs. Yeah, the Bears Bears are teams that have like a. They lost six straight games at one point this season. And everyone's like, well, thank God we don't have to care about the Bears. But the rest of the league sort of performed down. Uh, to that wow. standard, and I so look at that chart. Yeah, so when, <laughs> yeah. when the Bears started, like you know, looked around and said, "Hey, what if we uh, stopped sucking quite this much?" Um, the whole the game was changed uh, immediately. Yeah. They revolution revolutionized the NFC. Uh, so we'll see. How, we'll see how far they go. Uh, I know well, Patrick. You can just is- see in the background Patrick Kleppet climbing in through a window with a gun. <laughs> Yeah, he, we're talking shit on the Bears while he's not here. <laughs> he was he was desperate uh, for the Bears not to make it because he really does emotionally want to not be engaged with this anymore. Um, yeah. And yet, uh, you know, the devil's not through with you yet. Uh, the McCaskies, the McCaskies will never be through. With you. Look, I've, uh, I've right. said it before, and like the way to watch football is to check in right before the season's over and be like, "How are we doing? Do we even have a shot?" And then you get invested if you do have a shot. This whole thing, right. I can't follow the whole fucking season. I just need to know whether or not the important games are going to happen for the Ravens. 
Actually, that's you the know? way to follow every sport. Like, <laughs> my God, imagine following an entire baseball season. Jesus Christ. Couldn't I'm be not going to tell you that David doesn't do that <laughs> for the Dodgers. <laughs> I'm not going to oh, tell so you I that did, he I didn't know get David was a 60-year-old man. <laughs> he has on occasion suggested that we just listen to the game on the radio. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's I mean, that, <laughs> there's nothing better than just having the ball game on the wireless. Uh, <laughs> just listen to all the descriptions. Of a ball going around a field, yeah, an old guy getting louder and louder about it as the crowd roars. You got to know all the names for it to make any sense to you. Otherwise, yeah, exactly. it's just a bunch of random names going yeah. places. <laughs> yeah, and then long. David knows all those names. Yep, and then uh, see, yep. honestly, this, this I think is the origin of podcasting, right? Because like the mm-hmm. like long discursive uh, asides during slow games as announcers <laughs> just start shooting the shit. Um, the Venn diagram like of people who listen to baseball on the radio and people who like comedy podcasts where they just kind of talk about stuff and don't tell any jokes, uh, that's a fucking circle. Yep. <laughs> that is a circle. <laughs> it's my face right here. Uh, now, having having thrown all those stones, uh, let me tell you about our glass house that we live in. Hello. So two of our number are not with us today. They and those died. Of us, <laughs> those of us who remain... D- played absolutely nothing topical uh, during no. during the break, and in fact didn't didn't play much at all. Um, but th- there there was some gaming at least, uh, right? Right, Gita, you, you at least, yeah, uh, did a bit of. Homework. I I basically experienced just like a complete brain death by the time that vacation rolled through. Congratulations! Um, and was like, yeah, I mean, I got to the point. Where I feel like I feel like I I couldn't form sentences or speak English, um, and I was essentially just sitting on the couch hibernating until I will go back to my job that requires me to talk and and to write articles, <laughs> and I I didn't want to play anything that required a ton of like brain processing, so I picked up God of War again and started from the beginning because I played that game. Like very thoroughly, and I know it very well. But while I was doing that, um, I started thinking about Michael Bay. I started thinking about Michael Bay particularly because I've been watching a lot of like very good movies. David and I, um, we didn't watch Wonder Woman. You know, we just didn't want to watch something that was shitty. We, we, if we were going to watch something that was shitty, we wanted it to be particularly shitty in an interesting way, um, and. Mostly, though, we watched The Hero, which is this great movie from Satyajit Ray, who's this incredible Indian director. Um, It's a great story about a Bollywood star who's about to release his first flop, but he's like the biggest star in Bollywood. So it's unfathomable for people to think of him as someone who could have a flop. But he has to just tell the story of his life, you know, like um, all about Eve style. And it's really, really fun and really fun to watch. Uh, and then we also watched the two, the new Pixar movie, Soul, which is really good. And, you know, it got me back in this frame of thinking about movies where I think about more than just if I liked it or not, but what the movies are trying to do, how they communicate information and how, how, you know, what, how genre and embracing genre can influence that. So, um, I... I ended up 
playing God of War and just just thinking about Michael Bay the whole time <laughs> because okay. the movie is reminds me so much. So Patrick Willems is this YouTube guy who I went to college with at Oberlin. And we had the same film program. So we I generally agree with all of his videos. But he made a video about uh, analyzing Michael Bay's work through the, the lens of auteur theory. Auteur theory is like a very flawed idea. The idea that any one person is responsible for the entirety of the output of a huge film crew is something that I take issue with. Um, and I also just don't think it, it doesn't hold up to scrutiny when you look at the kinds of... Anyway, that's just me teaching a class about film theory. But <laughs> in looking at you know, the idea of Michael Bay's movies, Michael Bay, who is a director who is reviled for his work on The Terminator... I don't know Terminator. Everyone likes Terminator for some reason. Um, Transformers franchise. People fucking hate those movies uh, with good reason. They're nuts. Uh, and they don't make any sense. <clears throat> and they kind of hate humanity also. Um but looking at his work just in terms of the, the, the way he tells stories and what he emphasizes and how he tells them, you can see that he is a kind of director who is able to tell stories on a scale that is just absolutely beyond what most people can even think of. You know, the, the battle scenes from the incredibly flawed movie Pearl Harbor are just, you know, the, the way that he follows like a, a one piece of weaponry from its launching to its conclusion in an explosion, people don't think about fights that way. You know, it, it doesn't serve, it didn't serve the, the movie very well, but the way that it was, you know, the, you can see what he thinks about violence and you can see how he wants to communicate his thoughts about violence and what he's not interested in. He's not really interested in humanity. Um, so that really, <laughs> thinking about that, thinking about that dichotomy, thinking about how much it's clear through Michael Bay's work that he is, identifies mostly with machinery and doesn't really identify with human beings. And in fact, thinks most human beings are like vapid, awful people. If you look at Sam Witwicky from The Transformers, it's basically that in a nutshell. He's the most weak-willed, spineless little guy, and he's the hero of the whole thing. Um, y you look at God of War, and you're just like, this is a, a game that's very interested in trying to tell us, trying to convince us that it cares about humanity and human relationships. But when I actually am playing it, what I'm playing is a Michael Bay action movie, except instead of buildings exploding, it's a guy ripping something in half, like a living being in half, you know, and like delighting in its death and its destruction. And like those kill animations don't get less ridiculous as the game goes on. <laughs> they get like even more insane. It's just, you know, I think a lot about these games that have been heralded as sort of the prestige television of games. And I look at them more and more, and I'm like, it's not even that they're prestige television. They're they're Michael Bay movies that want to pretend that they are more, they have more, something more substantive to say. You know, Michael Bay had the decency after Pearl Harbor to understand that he doesn't want to and is unable to make, like, dramatic movies, dramatic films. But these games, you know, it feels like what if Michael Bay never stopped chasing the idea of critical acclaim that eluded him in Pearl Harbor. I mean, it's fun. <laughs> like, fun game to play. But when you play it, it's just like, oh, this is an action movie. I can't believe it. <laughs> I forgot about action movies. Yeah, so it doesn't. So playing it now, it, it, it doesn't. It's sort of uh, somber, almost aspirationally literary uh, framing yeah. doesn't doesn't yeah. come through at all for you now. It's it's mostly just this is clearly 
a long take in an action movie. No, it's a vehicle for the violence. <clears throat> and it's, I mean, it, I mean, that's how games are structured, right? They're vehicles for the set pieces where you get to do all the verbs, you know? Um, so the little pieces that are stringing them along, I would, you know, there's something that feels incredibly honest about The Last of Us and its nihilism, right? Um, I don't know. It, like, it, it feels like, the people that made that game do actually believe in the things that they say about the cycle of violence. And I, I do see that sort of sincerity in the relationship between Atreus and Kratos. But I'm also seeing like, as soon as it can get away from talking about the complicatedness nature of their relationship, except in these very big, broad strokes, like very CW-esque broad strokes about all the changes that young children go through and what you're going to have to go through as a parent, uh, you can see that it's, it's not really able to analyze its characters at all and doesn't really have much of an interest in them except for how they will be vehicles for violence to occur. For all that, um, I'm curious, does that make you enjoy the game more or less on those terms? Like, it's not your, it sounds like your perception of it changed. I'm curious, on balance, is that a positive for your experience of playing the game? It makes the gameplay more fun, but yeah. it makes the flaws in the writing stand out so, so much. Like, really so mm. much more that, like, it becomes a game where I want to get up and do something else while people are talking, which did not used to be how I interacted with that game. Um, I mean, it's a very well-written and thrilling action movie, an, an action movie where I do like a lot of the characters. But Faye in the early game, I immediately took to her. I remember when I played, not Faye, um, the woman who's not his wife, the alive woman. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what is her name? <laughs> in games like this, there are two women. Yeah, the, 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 the dead mom and the live harpy. Yeah, um, the live harpy. She does not. She doesn't say anything that's not exposition until about a quarter into the game. It's very, very weird and blatant. And I find, you know, also the conversation system that I used to like so much when they were got on the boat. I now just find it really tiresome, but I mean, that might just be because I know how to solve the puzzles and I just want to get to the part where I can solve the puzzle and just move on with the game. Um, but I, I found it, I mean, I think that the basic bones of the game in terms of its mechanics and gameplay are so great that I will not ever not enjoy playing it, but it, it reveals itself as being a, like a, a paper thin melodrama and that is totally fine. Like, I love Gossip Girl, but it has aspirations towards being something more meaningful than that. And I don't think it needs to be. You know, I, people love melodrama. Melodrama is very meaningful for people. I want to be clear. I don't mean melodrama is an insult. Um, right. It's just that you can see all the gears turning now. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that. That's that's true. Like. Things are described as melodramatic, usually in a way that is that is hostile. Um, but mm -hmm. melodrama as as a genre is actually a lot of fun. There's a reason people like lap that shit up. I think because it's association with teen girls, you know, when I think melodramatic, mm -hmm. I do think the CW. That is why I use that as an example so often. And but, you know, 
Stories like Pygmalion, that's a melodrama, but that has ended up being the cornerstone of American cinema for like (laughs) basically a century, you know? There's so many different movies that are just Pygmalion. People love that stuff. You know, we make jokes about, oh, Sandra Bullock movies where she puts her, it has a ponytail and she's ugly and she takes it, puts her hair down and she's not, she's not ugly anymore. But like, <laughs> No, we just need happens. to make Sandra Bullock beautiful somehow. Can it be done? <laughs> I don't only know. Can we can make Better Sandra watch this Bullock two hour beautiful. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if you watch Miss Congeniality, that is again, like a Pygmalion tale, truncated, but it still offers something, some kind of introspective value for the people who are watching it. It has something to say about the story of Pygmalion. This is um, like another, God of War is another archetype, you know, the story of a father and his son and like trying to connect with your child and not feeling able to. There's a lot of different stories about that. I don't interact with many of them, so I can't think of a single one right now. <laughs> but it, 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 it seems unwilling to... Engage with that, you know, in, unless the story is comes from mythology, because so, like, this other like lens on God of War is that it wants to be a story about myths and a story about how myths often include the sons killing the father. Um, so it kind of contorts and twists mythology in order to get it to fit that role because it wants to make a point about that. But I don't think that that is as strong as a, a theme as they think it is. I am curious, now that you say that, um, thematically there's overlap there in terms of those tensions between that and Hades. Uh, obviously there's the uh, mythological connection, but then there is that also that element of things about tense relationships in difficult families and uh, mm-hmm. sort of growing up and growing out of those situations. And uh, obviously like one of these games I think gets a lot of a claim in our circles and the others less so. Uh, but, but I'm curious if, if you find that there's an, is there an interesting contrast to be drawn there in terms of how these two frame uh, this, this experience of a child uh, trying to grow out, grow beyond a toxic family. You know, I I wasn't consciously thinking about it at the time because I was also mostly thinking about this game in context of my complicated relationship with my own family that I obsess over during the holiday season and it's the only thing I think about. (laughs) So, uh, but now that you mention it, it did actually, I, I actually went into the God of War fan wiki because I was really curious about the games that I didn't play and I knew that I wasn't going to play them. Um, I'm just not gonna play the old God of War games, they are, in fact, sexist on a level that I don't think I would be able to stomach. Um, <clears throat> and despite finding this one thing that I thought was very, very amusing, um, <clears throat> it doesn't seem like this is a consciously activated theme in God of War until like the most recent game, this, this cycle of violence theme. It seems like they really just kind of wanted to make a character who would kill all of the... the uh, Olympian gods, and then and then they were like, "Shit, we're adults now, <laughs> and we want this to have some kind of meaning." <laughs> but yeah, so the thing I found on the wiki there, I was just like, "I will find no answers here." It was just uh, a description of what happens in one of the God of War games, and he's just killing all the gods, you know. Um, no, yeah, this, is, this is beautiful irony. Ponies. 
Yeah, this is this is beautiful oh. dramatic irony. Uh, you know, Fleet Foot oh, Hermes. Know? One of his legs got fucking ripped off. <laughs> the loss of both of Hermes' legs resulted in his death. <laughs> what else happens when your legs come off, Rob? Do you know of anything else that could happen when your legs come off? When no, they, they're uh, being ripped off violently by Kratos, you, if, the god of war. Well, you know, if 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 your whole deal is you're a uh, fast moving messenger god, I imagine that would be it'd be more serious. Like me, if my legs got ripped off, I suspect that I just get medical yeah, treatment like, and be oh like, no, "Yo, my legs." Could you give me new <laughs> legs to replace the ones that got ripped <laughs> off? And they would just check, and they'd be like, "Well, are you a are you the messenger god? Because uh, if so, I'm afraid you're just fucked." Um, but yeah. if if you're if you're mortal like me. Uh, and you just need legs for hanging and playing yeah. games and walking to the coffee shop. <laughs> legs for hanging out. Yeah. Oh, God. If your wound is not ironic, then we will be able to help you. <laughs> um, I just, I, so the thinking about how God of War is related to Hades, it's just like at the end of the day, I mean, this is also my issue with the difference between Full Metal Alchemist and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So the first Full Metal Alchemist series overtook the manga and had to make up their own ending. And the theme of their original ending ended up being something like life is kind of pointless and meaningless, um, but and the the friendships that you make will be torn asunder. But it's all for a good cause. And I found that very unsatisfying. Uh, the the ending of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is based on their main, the ending from the manga. Is more like the connections you make are meaningful and that's what makes life worth living. And that is, in fact, the heart of the equivalent exchange is like exchanging knowledge and compassion and love with other people and receiving something greater than the whole through it. That's what alchemy is. And I found that to be a lot more exciting and fulfilling mm-hmm. and felt thematically appropriate. And here it's like God of War is the first one where it's like no matter what you do, everything's meaningless someone has another scheme always and the you know destiny and fate are not something you can escape and you should probably just accept that your son's gonna kill you (laughs) um whereas hades is like it's just complicated talk to people and figure it out make relationships it's better when you do that and you're nice to people be nice so i i prefer the second one (laughs) yeah well i suppose god of war also remains like it still centers the father um, which is the, yes. uh, the 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 central critique of the dad game, which is that it still does end up being about the importance of a father and the way they mentor. Whereas, like, really, Hades is not that. Um, you you can't imagine. Um, oh God, the main character's name. Uh, uh, Zagreus. Yeah, Zagreus. You can't imagine Zagreus going on a fucking road trip with Kratos and that working Mm-mm. well. You can't imagine Mm-mm. it. Just like, shut the fuck up, Dad. Just shut the fuck up. Like, that that would be it. Um, the first time he called him boy, Zagreus would just be gone. Like, it yeah. would be over. You just, know, it, it makes... It, aging up that, that second character changes the dynamic of these games a lot. It, can you imagine, like, The Last of Us with Ellie as a, a early teen or a teen, a late teenager, like an 18-year-old? Yeah. That game wouldn't work anymore. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, the entire, like, you're going to be my surrogate replacement daughter would be like, mm, nope, nope, no, thank you. Thanks for getting me out of <laughs> Boston. She, 
She would be able to make a choice about that and have agency. You know, imagine yeah. how much more interesting that game would be for someone like me who has is a, you know, uh, a daughter of a father <laughs> to to play a game where someone is trying to enforce that kind of role on another character and to have that character be able to say, no, I don't want to be this for you. Like, yeah, I know that relationship is important to some people, but it's also like Ellie is their own person. But in that first game, she doesn't really get to be. Yeah. Well, and that's not say is, yeah, it is an important relationship to a lot of people, but it's also one of the more overly, it's very well represented and often very sentimentally uh, represented. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think one of just a, a pet peeve I have in general media is that so much media eventually gets back to this thing of like family is family. Family is very self-justifying. Uh, in the end, mm-hmm. family will always be there for you. And it's like, man, I think that's, like that's a hallmark card, but that's not reality mm-hmm. for a lot mm-hmm. of folks. And a lot of times that myth making infuriates me because, like, I, I just I see I've seen too many examples where it would be better if toxic people were just out of your life, and it does not matter what your relationship is with them. Like, doesn't matter. Um, and a lot of times, some of the worst people that you will encounter will be family members. And the notion that somehow you should keep the door open for some sort of reconciliation. Um, that they should always get extra chances and that somehow just by virtue of this completely random connection uh, that they must remain a part of your lives just drives me absolutely uh, up the wall. Um, I, I can't yeah. stand it. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I have had a tempestuous relationship with my family for most of my life um, and it's very recently gotten better. Uh, holidays always bring up those emotions for me as evidenced by this entire conversation. But it is just the the thing that always just makes me disconnect from these games is not just this myth-making about, the mythologizing about family, but also about the particular roles that each person has in a family. A God of War is particularly weird and bad about mothers. I know you ran... That article about from Dia Lucina about that, and I also wrote something for Kotaku about that, where there are just not very many women in the game. They're all mothers, and all of them are completely defined by their motherhood. And this is something I've seen come up a lot in other games. I had the same complaint about um, What Remains of Edith Finch, which is all about a girl searching for her mother and culminates in this girl also becoming a mother. And I just sort of like rolled my eyes out of my head despite really liking the um the rest of the game and i i feel like it's just this reductive look at what at families honestly Mm. and how families act and behave in the relationships between family members it isn't that women are always providers or or um women are just always like once they, but it, just like fiction acts, like once you become a mother, that's the only thing you are anymore. And I know that that is not true. My own mother, I mean, her, her motherhood is very, very important to her, but she has this whole other life outside of me. And she had a whole life before I was born. And in fact, most of her behaviors are influenced by the rest of her entire life, not the 30 years I've been alive. She's been, <laughs> she's like fucking 70. Yeah. She, it's very like, it's, it feels like very reductive, like a sad. To see women who don't have anything happening in their lives except being a mom. Yeah, yeah. The the very sitcomification of our concept mm-hmm. of identity and family. 
um, where it's like, well, once once this is your part, it's a very important part, but you are now a stock character. Um, and yeah. the narrative now passes to other people uh, is yeah. not a not a great uh, tendency. And it does. I don't know. This is. I was about to make a sweeping statement and that's I, I completely can't justify it because I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> but to me, it often does feel like a product of a lot of more recent like t- television age and, and post television age like storytelling. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think there's, I think there's a reason I did sort of stumble into saying like it's, it's sitcomification. It does feel like um, a lot of these notions of how family is supposed to be and how roles are supposed to work really become propagandized and, and, and promulgated uh, really heavily once you have the mass media of TV. And I am curious if it mm-hmm. was any better prior to that or if there's any more recognition that like both in terms of just the vagaries of how family dynamics work out, but also just different cultures and different ways that different cultures have different notions of families and the roles within them, whether there's any, whether it was any better in terms of presenting an idea of more fully rounded humanity. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have, I have no idea, but it's, it's something I suspect. I mean, I think just to round out this conversation, the issues of God of War's writing are the issues I have with any game piece of fiction in general, where I can tell that there were not very many perspectives other than a white cis hetero male perspective in that writer's room. And it it's just a lot of weird assumptions about how people other than cis white hetero men behave. And not a lot of like clear research to back that up. <laughs> you know, it just you, it's it's a yet another like marker on that my little evidence case about you should just hire more women and hire more people of color. And then you won't have games that feel this flat. Yeah. Ba 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 ba. Like that's it. <laughs> All right, and I think you just took us to break. So thank I'm very you. talented in that uh, way. We will we will take a quick break here, and then we'll be back uh, to discuss um, Kato's latest mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And we're back. Uh, Kato, I know that Hello. Christmas is a time of miracles. And <laughs> you were it. attempting to perform one uh, by resurrecting Netrunner. Fuck. No, I, yeah. So I got really, well, you know, first off, started cleaning my house as one does before the new year. You know, 
Get rid yeah. of the old, ready for the Gotta new. get your life right. I went through a bunch of old uh, magic and Pokemon cards and kind of got rid of some of the, you know, commons and stuff that I was like, I don't really need this. I'm not going to use these anytime soon. And just like, it was like thinking about card games as at the same time I was playing a little bit of cyberpunk and remembered a year ago or two, I forget exactly when uh, Austin mentioning the game Android Netrunner because it had been killed, but it was a ri- like the original Netrunner game card game was set in Cyberpunk's like the the, the original TTRPG Cyberpunk twenty twenties world, and so there being a possible like Gwent situation uh, in the new right. Cyberpunk game that ended up not happening. But so I got really curious about what that game was like. And let me tell you, Jesus fucking Christ, I am so sad. This is probably the saddest I've ever been to learn a game is dead uh, in my entire fucking life. Because that game looks cool as shit. Um, yeah. I, it's wild how much flavor and um, like world and story building is in the mechanics of this card game. Uh that kind of almost blows uh, 2077 out of the water with how uh, well I feel like it, like, you know, puts forward its themes, honestly. Um, it is an asymmetric two-player game where one player plays a corporation, the other player plays a netrunner, a hacker, essentially. And you play to the as the corporation, you want to complete agendas. And as the hacker, you want to uh, expose those agendas. Um, and it's just got this really great, uh, style and, um, the mechanics are so unique and the tension and push and pull with like, there's always this, there's always a sort of, um, uh, knowledge game happening in a card game, right? You have a hand that is hidden from Mm -hmm. your opponent and every once in a while they'll, you'll get a card in those types of games where you can see that hand and that knowledge is kind of important. You know maybe what your opponent's going to do a few moves ahead, but I always felt like that specific mechanic in, like, Magic or Pokemon even um, always kind of felt like, okay, I know. I know what your hand is. It's, it's like, kind of useful, but always only sort of useful. In Netrunner, it's, like, this, like, knowing what's in the hand, knowing what's in next coming up next in the deck is the mechanic as a as a hacker, you're basically hacking into your opponent's hand and deck and um, uh, a discard pile to see where these agendas are hidden. Um, and it's such a cool and mechanic. And I cannot believe this game is fucking dead and has been dead for two years. Um, it's as so far upsetting, as dude. Official <laughs> uh, support goes. Um, I watched. It was one of the most fun card games to play. <laughs> and also felt like the writers would were interested in the issues of technology that were happening currently and not mm-hmm. ones that were just just things that were interesting or pressing in the 1980s. Like just the the mirror, the faction right. that is just Fox News, for instance. Right. That was one where it's like, oh, this is like the issues of cyberpunk are connected to like my actual real reality. Um, and like if you compare that to what's yeah. happening in Cyberpunk 2077, <laughs> it just feels like it's leagues apart, absolutely leagues apart. The day that that game 
was canceled. Yeah. I was so upset, especially because I could never get anyone <laughs> to play it with me. <laughs> I want to play Netrunner all the time. Yeah, I will play Netrunner with you now. I need <laughs> I please, need to play this please. game at least once in my fucking okay, life. Okay, can we play it? Like, um, I swear to God, like, right now, let's set up a date. I will play. I yeah. don't care. I yes. just think that that game, everything that you just described is something I'm so passionate about when it comes to that game. <laughs> uh, well, and also, didn't it get canceled Really soon after they just rolled out a yes. really good new starter onboarding set. Yeah, I mean, so 2017, I believe, is when Fantasy Flight picked it up, or 2016. It's one of those two years. And then 2018 is when it was done. Basically, they put out this revised core set with new art and like a, a new like core set that is playable by two players out of the box in, I believe, 2017. And then... Yeah, about a year later, they they like they support it for that year like pretty strongly. There's like a few different expansions. They put out like near the end of that run a um an interesting like um what's the word I'm looking like a like like a risk legacy like a legacy style uh, campaign system where uh as the core corp and the runner play through games depending on the outcome of those games you like get secret cards that are in envelopes that you're not supposed to open unless certain conditions are met and things like that that sort of like you can only really play through once but there's like a lot of content in this one box like all sorts of really cool shit was happening with that game when it fucking from what i hear from what i've heard is not so much that final it, it it's not confirmed this is mostly speculation and rumor so don't quote me on this, but it was less that final, uh, 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 not not final. What's the name? Fantasy Flight. Fantasy Flight. Fantasy Flight didn't renew the license. It's that Wizards of the Coast pulled it because uh, nobody knows why. Like they assumed that maybe they saw how big it was getting and were like, "Well, we'll make our own instead" or something. But whatever mm-hmm. the case was, like Fantasy Flight lost the license either through not renewing it or through it being pulled. Uh, really abruptly. It's like they're like in almost the same breath. I like remember I was reading some of the old blog posts and like they were like, "Here's this new like expansion." Also, it is our final expansion, and uh. <laughs> like, um, it just yeah, it seems bizarre. This is why we need IP reform. Yeah. This is yeah. you just bring yeah. Netrunner to the people. Uh. Make Netrunner like Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> so like, oh, we, we love the adventures of Doctor uh, Doctor Netrunner and Sherlock Corpo, or, or <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like just just yeah. make it free. Yeah. I've been googling a little bit, and it seems like there is a fan venture that is trying to continue to make. Um, expansion packs and cards for Netrunner and continue to organize tournaments. It's called Nisei, standing for the Next Runner International Support and Expansion Initiative. Um, and I mean, they sell their kits through drive through games and they look extremely professional and apparently are like play tested among players pretty heavily. So there's that Ooh. at least. Um, and they're built to be compatible with the original set, which I think my my original starter set is uh, in my parents' house in uh, New England. So uh, is this a good price? I'll see that again. Is this a good price for Netrunner shit? This feels like it'd be a good price. Is this the game though? Is, or is this this is the original? This original, is the core set. The- yeah, one ten so for the core. Ooh, no, that's the original. The original I've core. Seen, I've seen. That. I've got the original core. Yeah, that's I've not seen what that- I want. <laughs> 
I don't think so. Is that the revised core set or the original core set? That's no, original. this is that's the original. That's the OG core set. Damn. Um, yeah, I've seen this go for forty. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so I mean, Kata, then what are we doing here? What are we doing? No, here? I was I was looking at the revised corset, the most recent corset, the, the like that okay. that they had put out. That's that hovers at one fifty, and I could not find anything lower. I mean, you figure uh, out. So hold on. So Gita, you mentioned you mentioned Nisei, but there's also Jinteki, right? Which is online net runner. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes, Jinteki. I mean, and I, I, really I haven't played account. any of that. That was let's super be, hot when Netrunner was. That's the only was... way any of us are playing Netrunner together in this year. Right. That's the thing. That's the other thing. <laughs> like we can buy whatever we want. Look, I, I, I yep. want I want the physical cards. And then you just I point a do. webcam at your desk. <laughs> you know, you get no, a setup. we're not doing this. Okay. <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, I think, I hope, is this, are we getting into fucking Yahoo, Yahoo anime rules here? I really hope we're not. Um, I think I think Jinteki Jinteki is not Yahoo anime. Jinteki okay. is like people know about Jinteki. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Jinteki looks looks really neat. Like they seem to have a pretty uh, robust uh, player there. I made an account and tried to mess around with things. Um, and they have a couple yeah, of I'm, what's really great is the the if you like sign up and you like enter the core the the like deck builder, it just gives you like here are what like the most latest core set that Nisei kind of put together. Oh, Here's, so it's integrated with Nisei. Yes. They're, they're like keeping oh. up with Nisei's like current like uh, cards and also like they're like, uh, they, they made like a core experience uh, last year that was like, this This is now what is in current rotation because people like their, their card games to rotate, to have like new metas and metas change when they're keeping up with it. So they did do like a, not it wasn't like a release of like new a new set of cards. It was just like, here is our like curation of the Android Netrunner cards that are legal now, plus some of the stuff that we've added in. Um, and when you make an account on Jinteki, it has decks, the three three runner decks and four corp decks like ready to go that you could just like pull up and play as like this is your beginner starter stuff to like learn the game with. Um, so yeah, I'm a hundred percent like ready to do that. At some point I watched a couple of videos of people playing through the system and it looks pretty like, like, su- like surprisingly well built out for like being a kind of community thing. It has like all the things you kind of come to expect from like other, uh, digital card games of like it tracking, you know, life totals, uh, credits, whatever things need to be tracked are tracked automatically. It's not like a manual thing where a lot of things like in, like in when you play games in like a tabletop simulator that aren't fully built out, it's just like right. the cards are here, but you have to do everything physically still. Yes, this is more built out than that. This is definitely yeah. more I, uh, automated than that, which is really great. I just remember a spe- even when I love that they have the whaling consortium in this game. By the way, um, <laughs> even when the game was live, that Jinteki was ex- very much a part of the community and very much invested in connecting players with other players because. There was sort of a touch and go moment where people were like, this game is cool, but you buy the whole box and you have to learn the whole game. That's a lot of game, which is true. But um, Jinteki makes it very, very easy to just jump in and play. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm excited that the, the community seems to be strong enough that whether or not it gets like official support, it seems like there will be some form of community and some form of yeah. like uh, continued... Well. Uh, 
playing of the Who even knows if official support is what would be good for that community at this point. You know what I mean? Who it's knows, like you already right? had yeah. one game shot out from under you. Like there's there's danger in if this were to be like rendered official and brought into official channels again. Mm. Um yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe uh part, maybe, part of maybe the thing of the like official support is like this obviously all exists in a kind of legal gray area. Uh, because yeah. what what Wizards of the Coast license was mechanics, so we it's you know, it's all um you know a little wishy washy on like on the legal side, but that's that's kind of part of the the thing where official support it would be helpful is that more of this could be made without with less um I don't know worry uh yeah about someone wanting to step in. Although it seems mostly like they're not concerned with stepping in so far, like the 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 powers yeah. that <clears throat> that be at the at the moment. Um, well, and also like just the fact that card like game stores can't carry Nisei stuff, right? Yes, it has to all be direct mm-hmm. to consumer, which is like better and and nice for the community, but also like the the game store having being the place where you can like gather to like meet up with other people. I mean, not now. Obviously, everything's different now, so maybe it doesn't really even matter at the moment. But when the pandemic is over, uh, or from before the pandemic, obviously, just like the fact that you know, game stores become the 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 place for that those communities to foster locally. And um, I just also personally always, I mean, I play Magic. I still buy Magic physically, even though I play enough Magic Arena online, uh, Magic Arena, uh, that I probably could just switch to all digital but i there's something about holding physical cards in my hands that feels yeah. good you know mm-hmm. um, i still want to be good. able to do it i well, absolutely feel you there. i think um <clears throat> you know 2020 let's do it after we after we've busted ghosts in phasmophobia yeah <laughs> we need to uh get our netrunner act together 100 percent, and get get our regular uh jinteki uh session on and then maybe <laughs> yeah. at some point when we're allowed to be physically around each other again we can all show up with whatever random gray market shit we've gotten uh-huh. and uh <laughs> see if see if we have a game yeah yeah <laughs> you know i look forward to beating you all in android netrunner Oh shit! All right. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna lose very much. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's be, let's be real. Like, Kato lives and sleeps card games of every stripe. Uh, yeah. And so Kato I can only has, imagine. I like board games. I like I like physical games a lot, which is funny. For There's me. an so asteroid the heading way, towards. <laughs> the way that like I can intuit the things about CW shows just by looking at one picture from them is the skill you have with like very complex base systems that are all stacked on each other, Kato. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, I like games. I like games. I, I mean, I got... This is the thing. I also... I actually, I actually got into a different game. We should end. I'm not just gonna mention this because I uh, broke... At a certain point, after looking at so much Netrunner stuff and being like, I can't buy this and physically play this over my break, but I want to do something physical, not on my computer, with my wife during this break that is new. So I went out, I got the starter set for X-Wing, uh, another Fantasy Flight game. Nice. Um, uh, a miniatures game <clears throat> that is ha- had a revision of its like core rule set and a new core like um, base like uh, starter set. 
uh, a couple years ago um, that apparently is still going pretty strong. And um, it's fun as hell. It comes with two TIE fighters and one X-Wing and they're balanced uh, so that that makes a really engaging like this mini two-player battle. And I'm worried I'm going to be buying more Star Wars miniatures in the future. Oh, yeah, with Fantasy Flight, you think you need to worry about that? You think uh, you might need to be concerned that there's going to be a lot of upsell? God. Um, I am going... You know what? The, the X-Wing... You can I should get put the Armada X, game. That's... You can put the S-foils into attack or or boost position. You can change it. Wait, the can miniature. you? The miniatures are now articulated, so you yes. can move the X-Wings? Uh-huh. Fuck And me. those have mechanical repercussions. Like, at the beginning of each movement phase, you have to decide whether you're going to boost or not, and so you move those things, and it's harder to attack when they're closed, but when they're open, you're ready to go, you know? It's great. It's fucking beautiful. That's nice. And that's, there's that's also, nice. like, the U, the U-wing or whatever also has movable, uh, like, the, the wings that move out front to make the big ol' You know that that's the weirdest one that moves. I think. Yeah, Ewing's a great fighter, but never won a championship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, boy, are we going to be popular when Vice opens the office again, <laughs> and we like our spacious office yeah. with tons of common areas and work surfaces and mm-hmm. Team Waypoint uh, commandeers <laughs> multiple tables to be like, well, no, look. hold on. Uh, look, when that when that Netrunner game wraps, uh, <laughs> then we'll be able to play this uh, Star Wars Armada scenario yeah. that Rob has yeah, laid oh out. God, Armada. But you I can't touch it when I'm playing it. Literally right next to the stairs and the door, which is the absolute worst place place to put a person with ADHD. <laughs> They're going to have to live through me and Kato playing multiple loud games of Android Netrunner. <laughs> that's yeah, just the way it's going to be. Payback. Sorry, HR. <laughs> Uh-huh. All right. Uh, so I think we've got a good plan for 2021. And mm-hmm. I think you'll be able to follow uh, those adventures and everything else we do on Waypoint at waypoint.vice.com. Uh, you can follow us on social media at uh, on Twitter at Waypoint, on Facebook and YouTube at Waypoint Vice. On Twitter, I'm at Rob Zachney. Uh, Kato, where can people find you? At A underscore Kato underscore appears. Gita. At XOXO Gossip Gita. Our theme mu- music is by Bowen. The track is Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Lo- Machine. Learn more at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Uh, that'll do it for this today's installment of Waypoint Radio. We'll be back on Thursday with another episode of Waypoint Radio. Until then, fuck capitalism. Go home. Happy New Year. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
a beautiful podcast. A beautiful podcast. Beautiful, beautiful podcast. Man, though, I swear to God, if a week from now Jinteki gets shut down, we're gonna have to go into hiding. Like, wait, wait, we'll just have like we will just we cannot talk about shit anymore. (laughs) Delete your social media. The podcast feed just gets mothballed. Oh fuck. I'm right. sure they're fine. I'm sure it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. There'll be an influx of new players. It's going to be good. It's just the podcast. Let's not make the post about this. Let's make the yeah. post about melodrama or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so that yeah. If, yeah. If, they, if the lawyers <laughs> come for us, they're going to have to listen to a whole stupid podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Good. Great. Um, Real quick. I could only understand every other word that Kido was saying. Is that Yeah, it seems like my network is out. going in and yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Just cutting in and out. Um let me reset the router real quick. I'm just gonna disconnect from this under call your, and I'll call uh, back. Does it have like does it say yellow bars or green bars in Discord? Like does it like It's you, saying green bars, but I'm getting, me, I'm getting red green. bars. Yeah. I'm flashing between red and green. Okay. So I'm going to reset my router. an internet yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's like a known issue for me. I need to just plug in the ethernet cable that I bought, but I'll do that for uh, Thursday. All right. Be so, right back. So. Well, I did play a video game. What'd you play? Played Fallen Order. Nice. Not all the way through yet, but I think I understand I, that game now where I didn't before. Yeah. Let's focus on Netrunner. Yeah. Uh, just because I would like to get this thing out. A one-hour <laughs> show would be cool. Um, imagine. Just one hour and then the whole day. Also, I'd love to dive back into Fallen Order. So if you're going to talk about it and I know Gita's played it, I want to I wanna have another poke at it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not now done can, yet. So now I can play I'm it on my going. upgraded theater setup. What? I got. I got. A, I got an OLED TV. Oh shit! Yeah. So it, everything looks real nice now. Real Is that just nice. plugged into your PS5, or do you use it for your PC? Every, uh, my PC's hooked up to it, but my 2080 Ti actually it could probably drive 4K, um, but the CPU can't. Um, so that becomes the issue. Um, yeah. So like I, I discovered this when I was testing out, uh, I was trying to see, uh, how it would, I was trying to see if I could capture it all for my PC in 4k and -hmm. if the capture card would help that at all. And it really doesn't obviously, cause it's still the same CPU load. Um, Uh, right. But, uh, yeah, no, the minute I put something on the, on the 4k TV, my computer, uh, just begins to chug. Um, it cannot yeah. handle it. So, and it's like, it's it's right at that point where I'm like, I really don't want to, if I bought a new CPU, I would need to buy a new motherboard. And at that point, I would just rather do a whole new build. And I don't want to spend whole new build money. You know that you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I just don't want to do it. Um, but getting that capture card, man, I'm like, <laughs> I immediately went from, cool, I can capture things to maybe I need a capture PC. <laughs> yeah yeah right well that's the thing you do a new build and you just keep the old one i know and have it do is, a single task well so the thing <laughs> is this this build needs to it really does need to uh be passed along to mk yeah uh she's still she's like she's got a computer that 
is still good for most of her purposes, but like, come on, man, it's, (laughs) (laughs) this computer's way faster. Like, it's just, yeah, she doesn't even know. Um, so she's going to get, this one's going to pass along to her. And, uh, but dude, no, like immediately, this is how my brain works, Kato. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can use this part for the podcast after podcast, uh, chat or something, but this part we should chat about. So no sooner do I get a capture card Uh than I'm like, okay, what's the most elegant signal flow I can create to make this just like (laughs) completely like fire and forget, right? Where it's always set up to stream or just play or just capture. And I don't have to do anything. And that led me to, well, I should get a capture PC. I should like just create a capture PC <laughs> and now run everything through capture PC and then we'll be good to go. Then, then life will be good. But I was like, I don't have enough HDMIs for that. Um, so I was like, okay, so how could I create a thing where everything goes to an AV receiver out to a capture card and then into the TV? Right. Um, and I realized that doesn't work because then where does the receiver is going to want to decode the the sound and play it through speakers. And so it will pass along. And I already, I already had this happen. It passes along the video through HDMI, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not passing along the audio. The audio is just exiting through the, the speakers. Uh-huh. Um, and so I was like, do any receivers just pass along the full signal? Um, and it turns out a lot of the more recent ones have this thing called like a zone two HDMI out. Mm-hmm. where it can go to a different room, hook up to a different receiver and play through different speakers and different TV, which means it sends the whole signal intact. Right. And I was like, well, that might be the solution. I wonder if, so what I would need then is an AV receiver, mm-hmm. the capture PC, mm-hmm. and then another receiver <laughs> and then my TV and like, and then my speakers and TV. And then I was like, well, if I'm doing all that, I might as well just get a network attached storage so that now that I have all this <laughs> captured video, I can just store right, it sure. and have data redundancy. Space for the, uh-huh. Yeah, of course. And so um, <laughs> I went from like, cool, capture card. I can play console games on Twitch now. Yeah. Uh, and I can easily capture them using my PC. This is awesome. This is going to be so useful for this year and the next save point, And maybe we'll do more streaming. Uh, this is great. And I went from that to... So for just a low investment of like an additional <laughs> four or five thousand dollars, oh no! Um, I think I could create sort of a media production and storage, uh, yeah, you know, command center here. Right. Oh my god! I think here's you just you need a splitter somewhere. There, a splitter will take care of this. A doubler, a signal doubler. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially because it does appear that a lot of things get coded HDCP regardless of whether or not they're HDCP. Yeah. Which um, is a fun and, thing. Oh God. It's so <laughs> dude, I fucking hate copyright bullshit. I just hate it so much. It's like, especially who's getting punished by this. Me who pays through the nose for yeah. like legit media. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, like, <laughs> excuse me. It's it's uh, yeah. I'm going to steal the signal of this game. This is a, the HTCP stuff on consoles is particularly like the weirdest. I feel like because then yeah. the few times that it's actually actually even been used, it's been so bizarre. Like the fucking, I think uh, that Atlas stuff was blocked like outright, right? Like 
if you're using HDCP, it was just like you cannot like your it stops all signal to a capture card. Yeah. Hello. 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 This yeah, my connection is much more uh it's going back to red. Yeah. Yeah. It was briefly much more stable. Uh all yeah. right. Uh Gita, did you maintain the recording? Is it still going? Yes, I did. Didn't Perfect. it's still the same recording. Awesome. Cool. All right. Didn't watch any mentalist. Did watch more oh. Gossip Girl. You did watch more Gossip Girl. Now it's on HBO. Gossip Congratulations to Gossip Girl. You're finally on HBO. Huh. Yeah. It's because they're doing the remake. Uh, it's so funny a, to watch it on HBO Max. Yeah, especially they chose some a truly horrific uh, promo art for it. Have you seen it? Oh, it's, no. like, with the, it's oh. like with the cast just like bestriding the skyline of the Lower East Side. Oh, and is that the one yeah. that Penn Bagley famously called for being a symbol of their uh, their capitalist prestige? <laughs> I like how much he turned on that show by the end. Oh, my God. David was looking up gossip about Gossip Girl, and he saw that apparently Penn Bagley basically just was Dan Humphreys, and, like, constantly how he was the show, <laughs> which made him the perfect day. Oh, my God. I remember I saw a thing with him on a morning show where it was right around the time they revealed who Gossip Girl was. And they were like, does that make sense? And he was like, no, because if my character was Gossip Girl for all these seasons, that would mean he's a psychopath. <laughs> yep. It really is just just leads straight to you. He could yes. not have gotten a better role <laughs> afterwards. It was like, well, after I murdered Serena, I just went back to living in Brooklyn. Yep. Time to now that I've now that I've quenched that obsession, uh, time to begin another. Yep. Um. Okay. What's the? Over into time dot is. Mhm. All right. Let's clap on fifteen. Yeah. Perfect. World Hypnotism Day. World Hypnotism Day? Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> the official official site of Drew, July January 4th. July, Jesus. Alright. Uh, so we will just dive into it. And uh, Gita, since you have the most coherent story of any of us, what we did over break, we'll just <laughs> toss to you right out of the gate. Alright, sure. here we go. 